All right, welcome to this edition of Questions Entrepreneurs Ask, where I take questions from Quora.com that are either asked directly to me or by people that are looking for answers to their questions. And they tend to be entrepreneurs, hence questions entrepreneurs ask. So I've got a couple questions. I try to pick two or three questions um, that have been asked and I give the answer and in giving the answer, I give some opinions and hopefully uh, you find this helpful. So let's get started with the first question, which is, and there's a couple of, couple of them that are here, but um, I'll start with an easy one. What, what are my best options for financing a small business? Um, well, your best option for financing a small business is to not have to finance it. To have a product or a service that people want, uh, that they're prepared to pay for, and have enough profit margin built into it so that if you manage your cash flow properly, it could fund itself. Now, of course, that's wishful thinking because many entrepreneurs are not able to do that because they don't even really know what that actually means. So the best options for financing a small business tend to start with a credit card. Uh, and that's because most credit cards for a business are pretty easy to get. Once you've got yourself a business credit card, you can usually get a line, you can usually get a credit limit from maybe five to 25 or in some cases $50,000 depending on your business and kind of what it's about. And the ability to get approved for it or the criteria that's required isn't very high. So a lot of times you can begin with um, a credit card You'll have to sign for it personally, most likely, like you'll be personally responsible for it, but it'll be in the name of the company. And then from there, what you move up into is typically a line of credit from your bank. Now, if you don't have a line of credit with your bank, it means your business probably isn't in a position to be able to afford one. Um, the, the criteria that a business has to meet in order to get a line of credit in the name of the business is actually kind of high. So, um, the positive news or the positive thing that comes with that is if your business can get a line of credit in addition to its credit card, then that means you've probably got a pretty good business that the banks are interested in lending to. And that line of credit is typically based on the average amount of um, invoices that are outstanding with customers. So for example, your customers might not pay you the minute your service is done. They might pay you in 30 days. They might pay you in 60 days or 90 days. So you, you always have a balance of accounts receivable, uh, money that you're expecting to receive from customers. The banks will traditionally lend you 75% of whatever that balance is. Um, so after you've got the credit card, after you've gone ahead and gotten the line of credit, then the next piece of financing that you typically get is a term loan. And a term loan is usually five to seven years and it has a very specific purpose. Uh, most uses for term loans include purchasing inventory, include purchasing equipment, include upgrading the space or the building or uh, that your business operates out of. So you have to pay for uh, maybe the counters or the furniture or, or things to do with your business because it's growing and your space needs to be able to accommodate the growth. And so businesses will give you a term loan for that. Um, in between a credit card, a line of credit and a term loan is something called working capital. And so um, accounts receivable financing is kind of the technical term for it. Factoring or, or invoice factoring is kind of the slang term for it. But what that basically means is that 
the bank didn't give you a line of credit because your business isn't in a position to actually qualify for one. But your business also doesn't need a term loan. You don't need um, a big chunk of money that you can pay back over the coming years. Um, you just need some money to kind of make life work. So there are businesses and, or sorry, there are companies out there that will lend you money based on what's going on with your business. So if your business takes debit cards and credit cards, there are companies that will lend you money against the average volume of POS transactions that go through your credit card and debit card machine. Uh, there are other companies that will finance your invoices. So let's say in the previous example, you have a, a customer that owes you money, but they're not going to be paying you for 45 or 60 days. There are companies that will lend you um, up to, say, 80% of whatever that invoice is worth. And then when they are able to collect the money from that invoice, they will deduct what they lent you and then return the rest to you. So you can get a credit card, line of credit, term loan. And in between all of that, you can get factoring or, or merchant advances or POS lending. Basically, a company will lend you money off of your cash flow. Now, I don't suggest these are best options for financing a business because they simply are just the options. I don't believe there is a best option for financing a business, um, depending on, on what its revenue is. But a small business that's got less than $5 million in revenue, you should be able to get by uh, with a credit card with a line of credit and your business should be strong enough to be able to qualify for it so that you don't necessarily need to be using uh, merchant advances or factoring or accounts receivable financing. So hopefully you find that helpful. I've got 22 years of brokering financing and so um, if you've got some questions, feel free to ask them, post them on Quora, send them to me through um, any of the numerous channels that I'm on and be happy to answer it for you. But um, I'm not sure there are best options. There are just simply options and you have to decide when the best time to use them is. So hopefully you find that helpful. All right, let's get going on with the next question here. How does one finance a buyout of other shareholders in a family business. That's interesting. Um, well, I probably it's probably easier just to speak to some of the options that are available. So if you're looking to finance, um, how does one finance a buyout of other shareholders? So I'm assuming that this person is already a shareholder. They wanna buy out the other shareholders in their business. So there's a couple different ways that can happen. Um, Aside from the legal document that you should read, that probably, you know, the shareholders agreement that governs how this is supposed to happen between shareholders, if I just park that for a minute, kind of the options are something like this. You can go to the bank and look to get a term loan for whatever the amount of the offer is that you're going to be making for the share. So if, if you own shares in a business right now, you want to buy out another shareholder, you will make an offer. That offer will be um, a financial dollar amount. You can go to the bank and see if they'll lend you that dollar amount based on the value of the business. So that's option number one, go get a loan. Option number two is that you can offer to buy the shares back from the other shareholder, but that you will pay that shareholder um, over time out of say the dividends or the income that you're earning off of your current shares. Or maybe they say to you, or maybe you say to them rather, I will buy your shares and the dividends or the money I will make off of those shares as I make that money, I will give it to you until such time as you have made X amount of dollars. So I offer you $100,000 for your shares. If I can't go to the bank and get 100,000, I will pay you 100,000 out of the income that comes from those shares once you give them to me. But 
because you're so nice to carry the financing, maybe I'll give you $120,000. So that would be called vendor financing or shareholder financing, where the shareholder says, sure, I'll sell you the shares, but you got to give me all the dividend income for the next three years, or you have to give me all of the income that those shares generate until such time as I've made X amount of dollars. So go to the bank, get outside money, or work with the shareholder to come up with a deal that works for them using the purchase price as the money, or do some blend of both. Go to them and say, um, for the $100,000 that I'm going to pay you for your shares, I've got a loan for $50,000, and I need you to carry the other $50,000, and I'll pay you out over the next three or four years. So that's kind of the very simplistic way of purchasing or financing, rather, the buyout of another shareholder. Um, and it's not necessarily in a family business, although I'm guessing this person's probably in a family business and that's why they asked the question. But financing a buyout happens usually the same way. You get outside money or you, you use the shareholder as the bank and you just pay them over time or you do a blend of both. But that's typically how you finance the buyout of another shareholder in a corporation. Okay. I think I've got time for one more question as I go through them here. Um, oh, hang on. I think I saw one. Uh, man, just so many questions and every, it's funny because all these questions seem to center around kind of the same type of theme here. Or maybe that's just me looking to put it in the same type of theme. Okay. Oh, here's one. Here's a good one. Okay. So here's the last question for uh, this episode of questions that entrepreneurs ask. What are the critical differences between balance sheet and income statement in financial accounting every entrepreneur should know? One of the things I love about Quora is I think that people write it the way they hear it in their head because oftentimes the grammar is not quite on point. Now, I'm no grammar expert, by the way, but I do find, find it interesting. What are the crucial differences between balance sheet and income statement in financial accounting? I think what they meant to say was, what's the difference between a balance sheet and income statements in financial accounting every entrepreneur should know? So aside from the grammar, here's basically what you need to know. And it's amazing to me how many entrepreneurs don't take the time to at least understand this very basic point. And I think that sharp, smart entrepreneurs do because they understand the implications of, of knowing what the difference is. And other entrepreneurs just figure that someone else is going to take care of it for them. So anyway, personal opinion aside, here are the crucial differences. I've always said that a balance sheet is kind of like your personal net worth statement, but for a business. You've got your assets. What do you own? You've got your liabilities. What do you owe? And then you've got something called shareholder equity or retained earnings, which is basically like assets minus liabilities equals what is our company? What, what kind of retained earnings or shareholder value do we have? So your balance sheet is like a net worth statement for the business. Your income statement, also known as a profit and loss statement, is what did you earn? What did you spend? And what was left over? What were your revenues? What were your costs? And what was your profit? So when you think of those two statements, basically what happens is when you've made money, you've spent some money, then you're going to have some profit left over. Then that profit finds its way over to your balance sheet and is either used to purchase assets or is used to pay down debt. And if, or it sits in the bank, but the bank 
is considered an asset. So uh, the difference between this, the two statements are they work together, but they tell you something very different. Your profit and loss statement tells you how much money you're making, how much money you're spending, and how much profit you're earning. Your balance sheet tells you what, how valuable of a business are you building? What's the value of your business? And that's determined by taking your assets, your liabilities, and your retained earnings or shareholder equity. So it's kind of easy to see. If you own a business right now and you have access to your books, just open up your balance sheet, print it off, or put it on one side of your screen, open up your profit and loss statement, put it on the other side, make sure you're using the same date. So for example, today is May the 15th. So make sure the balance sheet date that you have is May the 15th, and make sure that the profit and loss or income statement date is May the 15th. And then what you should be able to see is that your income less your expenses produces um, hopefully profit. And you should be able to see that profit at the bottom of your balance sheet under under earnings for current year. Um, and then you should kind of be able to go, okay, what are my assets at the top? What are my liabilities kind of in the middle? And then at the bottom of my balance sheet, it tells me what my shareholder equity is. So if you take the time to look at those statements at first, if you've never done it before, it might be a little daunting, but as you force yourself to look at your, your balance sheet and your income statement every single month, it's going to start making sense to you. And what you're looking for on your balance sheet is, are my assets going up every month? If not, are my liabilities going down every month? Because if either one of those answers are yes, then your business is using is profitable and it's using its profit to either build up its assets or pay off its liabilities. That's a good thing. If your answer is no to both questions, then your business is in trouble. So if over a period of time, say you're looking at you know one month and then another month and then another month and you see your assets are going down, your liabilities are going up, your business is in big, big trouble. It means it's not making any money and it doesn't have the ability to um, pay down its liabilities, so they're growing. Typically, that means you're going to owe vendors money, probably owe the government some money. Your bank account probably has no money in it. Your credit cards are probably maxed. So that's what it looks like. And on your profit and loss statement, what you're looking for is you're looking to see the top line. Is our revenue staying the same or is it increasing month over month? And then you're looking to look at your expenses to say, are, are our expenses, um, uh, are they stable or are they kind of all over the place? Like over three months, do I basically have like three totally different expenses or set of expenses? And then you want to look at your bottom line and say, am I, is my profit consistent or is it lumpy as well? So just getting into the habit of looking at your financial statements, you don't need to be a financial whiz to do it. Um, it's helpful to have an accountant, but they'll tend to speak accountant speak to you. You basically want to look at your balance sheet and say, am I building value month over month in my business? Retained earnings, shareholder value. That's all down at the bottom. And then on your profit and loss statement, you want to say, are my revenues stable and increasing? Are my expenses stable and decreasing? And is my profit stable and increasing? And if you just get into the habit of looking at that, then the statements start to make sense. And then the real fun begins because then you can start actually seeing where your profit is specifically going and how are you actually building a valuable business. So that's it. That's all I've got for you today. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Uh, if you're watching it on YouTube, thank you very much. Uh, the podcast does seem to be kind of, um, not kind of, the podcast is a more popular uh, form for uh, people to catch this content. So I appreciate that. And if you like it or share it or rate it, 
um, or somehow interact with the content, it gets in front of more people, hopefully more entrepreneurs that can benefit from some of these questions and these answers. So I appreciate you tuning in and stay tuned for the next episode.